Welcome to Strictly Ball Business episode four with your host, Can't Eat Toast, Alec, and his best bud, Dalton. Uh, We're here to talk about all the physics there are about basketball, especially today, baby, because it's game one of the NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. It's bound to be an exciting one. We've got lots of players who are going to win their first fucking ring, and it's either going to be Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder and Devin Booker, or it's going to be Giannis and Dede Kumpo and his brother and Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and we are so excited. We're going to break it down ahead of game one today as well as talk about what's next for the Clippers. We're going to thank the Hawks for their service. So let's start out there. Let's thank the Hawks for their service as it was a beautiful season. We got to see Trey Young out there having a great time. Uh, Why don't you give us your thoughts on that, Dalton? Yeah, if you're a Hawks fan, you just can't be disappointed by this season. Uh, I called it a successful season once they beat the Knicks. After that, I was like, they can get out here and still be a a good season. Everyone would be like, oh, Hawks did what they were supposed to. No, they did more than they were supposed to. Weren't supposed to even make the playoffs this year. I didn't think they were. And they just went and pulled it all the way to the conference finals. So they, I'll be watching Hawks games going, more Hawks games going forward. And uh, excited to see what the, the future Hawks brings. Yeah, for sure. Lots of fun players on that team. I think, um, you know, it's only going to be up from here. So Trey Young should continue to get better. And hopefully some other guys on there continue to step up as well. Yeah, we'll see if they can bring in a second star, some more veterans, and see what they can do to that team. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, that their head coach. We all know who their head coach should be now. If he wasn't appointed already. Yep, he already uh, got so. extended. All right, good. Nate, Nate McMillan, such a well deserved. Him and Trey Young just stood out that whole series. I mean, the, the whole playoffs. So they did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they'll probably be in the playoffs again next year. But let's spend some time talking about the team that won, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They are going to have a chance to win a championship again here for the first time since, I think, 1972. And hopefully this will just cement Giannis as the greatest buck of all time because um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doesn't really want that title, yet he's been given it just kind of de facto because no one else can step up. But these are some great times for Milwaukee and some great times for Phoenix as as well. And one of those teams is going to end their season with the greatest joy there is. Exactly. I mean, it's the ultimate goal. Um, excited. I'm, I'm so glad Giannis has gotten here. I, I hope I hope he moves forward, gets that ring. But well-deserved if Devin Booker and Chris Paul pull through and obviously Aiton. Uh, well, it's going to be a great matchup, uh, honestly. I think I, I couldn't have picked a better matchup than both these teams, both scrappy defensively. Uh, Suns are a little worse defensively, but obviously they're a little better offensively, so it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I predicted on one of our last episodes that the Phoenix Suns would win, but, I mean, I would be happy to see the Bucks win, and I'd be equally as uh, expecting it or surprised if it happened, I guess. I mean, 50-50 shot, I guess. Right, right. I mean, I- I've heard things like the Bucks are the the one to beat. They're the favorite. I mean, I-, I assume they're the favorites because they have Giannis. Uh, but, I mean... The thing about these two teams, I wouldn't put 
either one like so much above the other, you know? It's not like you're facing a powerhouse like the Nets or the Lakers or, I mean, even the Nuggets are just a contender every year now. So these are two teams that have built up, so kudos. <laughs> yeah, what I'm expecting is, you know, each game for there to be irrational hot takes and people panicking one way or the other. Like, I guarantee after tonight, whoever wins, everybody's going to be like definitively that's that's who's going to win the series or you know if the bucks come out and win tonight and Bryn Forbes has a huge game people are going to be like Bryn Forbes is going to be the x factor of this entire series it's like get ready for the overreactions <laughs> that's all i'm saying oh yeah for sure for sure um i mean i so we can go into our breakdown i mean so Giannis is uh updated to questionable for today for ESPN. Um, I think you have a take on that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, he just got upgraded to questionable today. It seems like based on the timeline of him going from being listed as doubtful to day-to-day to now questionable, it's the same path that James Harden took, except for James Harden was actually listed as out prior to that. Um with his hamstring injury during their se- uh, series with the Bucks, But if you're going based off that timeline, you can assume Giannis is going to play tonight, and it really shouldn't be a surprise. He is absolutely hungry to get his first championship. He's been fighting his whole career to get it t- to this point, and you think he's going to try and sit out? He is going to he's gonna lace up tonight, no doubt. He wants to be there, and he's going to make it impossible for the medical staff to turn away, especially because there's no structural damage. It's going to be probably a lot of how good Giannis feels, and Giannis is going to say he feels amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's a dog. He'll go out there. But, um, I mean, even if he doesn't play, I, I was not hopeful going into those last two games. I mean, as... As our podcast said, uh, I was not confident in Drew and Middleton and their ability, and I mean they really stepped up the last two games, especially the last game. That was yeah. They they, they put it together and they did it, and that's what I was afraid of. So they, yeah, they, they were, were able, able to do it. Um, if Giannis isn't playing, I really don't think they stand a chance. Uh, honestly, because he's they, playing the drop coverage they play on those pick and rolls. I'm um, Trey Young was able to eat him up when they did that. He was able to get his floaters, get his mid range going, but. He was the only one that really pushed that. Here you have Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They're, they're going to punish you every way, especially Chris Paul on a drop coverage. He's going to push that mid-range as much as he can. That's his arguably the best mid-range shooter in the league, right? And Devin Booker's no slouch. He'll he'll take those mid-ranges. So when they when typically when they're doing that, the Bucks will switch to a uh, they'll switch everything, and that's when Giannis moves to center. But if Giannis can't move to center, then they have to leave Brooke out there. And Brooke's just, he's the he's why they do a drop coverage, because he's a horrible perimeter defensive player. So if he's out, their defensive plan's kind of out the window. You know, you got you to gotta think that, right? Right. I mean, they, they are going to get eaten alive by Aiden if Brooke's not out there. But, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens if, Middleton and Holiday can step up in this game because like you said they were able to step up in the last two games but widely over these playoffs they've been incredibly inconsistent so this series is really going to be up to those two again 
especially defensively with the tough tasks of both Chris Paul and Devin Booker on the perimeters. And right. you've got Giannis, that's, he is going to play, but it's going to be a question of, is he 100%? Well, he's obviously not 100%, but how is he? How much can he give you? He's probably going to still give you a ton on offense. Defensively, what's it going to look like? Hopefully, he's able to stay there in the paint and take on DeAndre Ayton because they might need him for there at some times, I would think. And, I, you know, I'm hoping that he, he looks good and that knee is fine. Hopefully, he's been icing up and, you know, ringing that bell that his girlfriend gave him a few years ago. All right. Uh, one thing that will be a question, no matter whether Giannis plays or not, is who's going to guard Chris Paul, who's going to guard Devin Booker? Who do you think? Uh, well, Holiday should guard Chris Paul, and then Devin Booker, um, I would assume, is guarded by P.J. Tucker, or... Nah, probably not P.J. Tucker. That doesn't make sense. Probably Middleton, nah, I suppose. That's what I thought. I thought they are going to move P.J. Tucker I and think just so. give him the assignment. I mean, that's what they did uh, with the Nets series. They're like, hey, don't worry about offense. Get out there. Put all your energy in defense. Do as much as you can to stop this guy. I mean, they're not... The Suns aren't a big team, so they can afford to say, P.J. Tucker, you, yeah. you get Booker. And Giannis, will probably, if he plays, will probably just be on Crowder. you yeah. got to expect. And Lopez on Aiton, which is not a bad matchup for Lopez. It's just when they run those pick and rolls because Aiton's not a shooter. I mean, Mikel Bridges, you, you can expect Middleton to move on to, you know. Yeah, on the flip I, I totally side. see that. I, I see both of those. Yeah, on the flip side... Aiton will have a tough time guarding Brooke Lopez when he pulls it out to the perimeter. He's not as good at pulling out to the perimeter, being defender there, but he certainly has the length and ability to make it happen, so it's now or never. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll help out everything. If the space out the floor, pull Aiton out. I mean, Aiton's no lo- he's no by no means a paint protector. He he does what he, what he has to do as a center, don't get me wrong, but he's not a, a go-bear... Bam out of bio, just somebody you just don't want to go in the paint with, you know. But yeah, people uh, aren't that's afraid of him to the point where they're not going to drive in there. There's going to be plenty of opportunities, right? But um, that's so that defensive matchup between Drew and Chris Paul. I think that's going to be the most entertaining matchup of the uh, of the series because you know when uh, they were looking for that second star before Giannis signed his extension, they were looking at either Chris Paul or Drew Holiday. And but uh, apparently they weren't sure that Chris Paul was going to be the best fit, so they went out and they got Drew Holiday because they thought he was not the next best thing, but they thought he would fit better with Giannis uh, floor, personality-wise rather than skill-wise. And I mean it, it worked out, right? It's worked out so far. They're obviously in the finals, but I, I just think it's kismet it's that in- interesting that they could have one could have been on the other team, you know? It's definitely interesting because if Chris Paul was on the Milwaukee Bucks, where are the Suns? You know, the Bucks are probably still in the finals, but then are the Suns even in the playoffs? Yeah, without I mean, Chris Paul. Yeah, because you can't just assume that if Chris Paul goes to the Bucks, Drew goes to the no. Suns. You know, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't that. assume that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think they would make the playoffs. I mean, are they better than the Grizzlies? I think I think the Warriors would have taken the Suns' spot if Chris Paul wasn't on that team. I don't think Jay Crowder would have signed there if Chris Paul wasn't there. I mean, even players like Etwan Moore signed there. Not not that he's played much. He played some during the season. He's a good 
three and D lower level three and D player, you know. But right, and obviously they had Monty Williams. They're hiring him regardless. But the pairing of Monty Williams and Chris Paul was important since they had uh, worked together in New Orleans pre- previously. So. You know, you can just right. assume too that this is a perfect combination for them. You would hate for Chris Paul not be on that team. So, this is the reality we got. It's just kind of interesting to think about. You know, if he wasn't there. Oh yeah, kind of crazy. It's, uh, super interesting. So yeah, and of course the shooters shooters got to hit their shots when when Bryn Forbes and Drew Holiday and Jeff Teague are, are hitting all their their threes. I'm yeah, not. I'm just hitting them. They're. Giannis, I'm not the Giannis, but the Bucks are just super hard team to beat. I mean, when everyone's hitting the threes, the floor is spaced. It's, it's just looks like open open range, you know. Yeah, man, so the Bucks we'll, we'll had. See how the Suns can battle that. Yeah, man, no doubt. I mean, I think the Bucks can can give the Suns a real problem on defense, but the both teams can shoot, so it should be a fun time. Jeff Teague in his first finals taking the shine away from Chris Paul. No, I'm just kidding. But um, happy for my boy. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck Jeff Teague, as always. <laughs> well, before we move on to the Clippers, uh, my question is, who do you think, which team is more likely to make it back to the finals the uh, in the next five years? Mm. The Bucks or the Suns? Assuming the team stays relatively the same. I mean... You gotta say you gotta look at the Bucks, right, and say yeah they have more future, but they also have the Nets on that that side, right, and the Suns. West is starting to open up more, so what do you think? Yeah, it's easily the Bucks. Giannis is gonna be there for the rest of his career. Obviously, the Suns have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and that's a great duo to be building around even after Chris Paul's gone. But give me Giannis and whoever they put around him over, um, over that in the West, like. Like you said, yeah, the East is getting stronger. The Nets are great right now, but it's also full of egos that could blow up at any point. The Heat, I think they're probably a season away from blowing it up, especially with Jimmy Butler's ego. Uh, the Knicks, they're good. They're going to need to get a star before I take them much more seriously. Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, he's great. Jalen Brown, he's great. they got to add more there. 76ers, yeah, I mean, you know... What and I'm not too worried about them compared to the Bucks right now. They're gonna have to do more than Embiid. So yeah, I mean I I take the Bucks in the next five years. I think they've got Middleton, Giannis, and Drew locked in. It's a great trio to have locked in, especially if they win this championship or if they don't. They've got experience now, and that does wonders. They've been in the playoffs a ton, all of them, and they're hungry. I guarantee for multiple championships, and they've been taking this one more seriously than the Suns as well. True thing. I'm with you. I think I think I just choose the I think Giannis is the next up. Next uh I don't think I think Luca's the next LeBron, but Giannis is his own I'm he's not he's his own type of player and I think he's gonna be top three for the next long time and I think that's gonna bring him to the finals a few a few extra times. Yeah, no doubt and you know, if Giannis gets a ring too, people are going to see that he's a proven winner and want to come play with him. If you know an opportunity arises and they want to upgrade from either Holiday or Middleton to get a different star next to him, right, right. Well, so moving on then to the Clippers' future. 
what was it lips doing you know that they need they need more uh, obviously yeah. I mean, they made the conference finals and without, without Kawhi. i mean they had him the first round but it's the first round you know they made they made it far enough what do they what do you think they're going to do this offseason well clearly they're good enough to make the finals if they were healthy i think they just need to have better pieces around george and Kawhi. i think that duo can work um, re-signing Reggie Jackson should be a priority. I think the max they can offer is 10 mil a year. If he's willing to take that from them, they they need to offer it to him. Otherwise, he probably will get more somewhere else. I was listening to another uh, podcast today, I think, with Kevin O'Connor, and he was talking about a possibility of getting Kemba Walker over to the Clippers and how, you know, maybe trading Kennard two first and something else just to make it happen um well maybe not two first i think that was a different trade but anyways kemba walker to the clippers would be the idea and i think that's just because they need a good point guard there and if reggie jackson can play like he did in the playoffs all season long that'd be great they commit to him no problem but um i guess that's just depends on how much you trust that right i mean i i think I mean, that's the mid-level exception they'd be signing Reggie on. I think you're right there, yeah. that's you, you need to get Reggie back. He played great for them. He was the point guard they need and the role they needed. You know, um, I, I do think, yeah, Kemba Walker, it's a possibility. Would I be a fan of it? You know, I'd have to – it's hard to say, you know. If he's – even if he's 75% the Kemba Walker we got, we we get back, you know. I think that's good enough, right? He's I mean, been healthy he's and like be third option. He's been healthy in years, though. Like, you know, we want to get that Kemba Walker back, but are we going to get him back? Yeah, well, that that's why I'm more leaning on a, a sign and trade. Those sign and trade deals with either uh, Kyle Lowry, which is obvious mm. that everyone wants Kyle Lowry go back to the go to the back to Kawhi, hang out with the Clippers, or uh, I think DeRozan's a huge part, huge one too. I think DeRozan would be a great piece for the Clippers. I mean, he's that playmaker that they need. Seven assists, almost seven assists this season. He's taking so many strides in his playmaking. Shooting will will take a step back, but I think that's not the biggest deal when you got Kawhi and uh, Paul George next to you, especially when if they are able to – if Serge Ibaka signs his player option, he's able to come back like all the Clippers fans are praying for because that – that that would be great, because he was out all the playoffs too. I think that's that's a scary team. Re- Reggie Jackson, Paul George, DeRozan, La- uh, Leonard, and Abaka. You still get Zubac and whomever else. I'm slipping right now, but yeah. you gotta assume like Morris, Beverly, and Rondo, or maybe swap Rondo for Luke Kennard or whomever for. Uh, in and out of that trade with a first, and uh, you guys think the Spurs will take that? I mean, they originally wanted Marcus Morris two years ago. So. Yeah, you know that the Clippers will not stand pat. They'll make a move, and DeRozan would be really fun. I mean, that's one I hadn't thought about. That'd be a really good big three. Him as the third option, and you say like it go down in shooting. You're right, but um, just this last year, I think he shot nearly forty percent from three. After, you know, there's a lot of doubts that he could be a guy to continue to build around because of his shooting, but an awesome season. I'm, I'm hoping he gets an opportunity to be on a contender like that next year. I think that'd be a ton of fun. I'm not sure Kemba Walker is the move. You know, no, maybe... I, I, a, I think there's better yeah. options for it. 
they have to i mean it's it's probably got to come through a trade or a sign of trade of some kind like you said kyle lowry would be really fun obviously that would be perfect and age wise too like when you've got a guy like Kawhi and paul george you're in win now mode and you have to look at everything as like a one two-year window yeah oh yeah for sure but i'm um, the thing about getting DeRozan, sign him up sign him on a three four-year deal i mean he's unlike Lowry. he's what two three years younger than lowry uh so you, you get a few more years out of him, you know? I think that, DeRo- in my opinion, DeRozan would be the best move. And uh, he's, he's one of those players I'd love to see a championship. You yeah. He's always played great. No, that would be great for them. And if for some reason they did lose a Leonard or George later on, but they had DeRozan under contract, at least that would soften the blow of those. And you could, you know, start the rebuild easier. It's always easier to start the rebuild when you already got those stars and you can trade them away for assets. Right. Keeps you relevant. Keeps you relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So that's, yeah, no, that's definitely something to think about. And like you said, on the Ibaka side, I don't think he'll probably take that player option. He'll probably be able to get a multi-year contract somewhere. But you got to think they'd be willing to give him whatever they can offer. I mean, they need the, they need good big men. I don't know if they're going to find anybody better than Ibaka available. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I actually don't know what they because they signed him, Ibaka, on the mid-level last year. So I don't know if, if they sign him. If he takes his player option, I don't know if they're able to sign Reggie on that mid-level. So I'm not entirely sure. So I, I guess I, I'm going to have to look into that a little more. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to do a, <laughs> we'll have to do a deep dive into the Clippers' salary and kind of get an idea of what are their options. That'd be a good episode. Yep, yep. I, I think we should do that for all teams. So, cool. Nice, nice. Anything else you you got to say before game one tonight? Uh, go box. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Should we put should we put a clean twenty on the game? You got bucks. I got sons. A clean twenty. <laughs> the cleanest uh, of twenties. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll think. I'll think about it. Maybe game two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor man. <laughs> no worries. Well, we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up since we've got a couple hours before the game. I'm sure that decision for Giannis is looming out there, and we'll hear soon. So hopefully everyone has a great time with the game, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>